Welcome to Lifeology. I am James Miller, your host and a licensed psychotherapist. I'm looking forward to spending this time with you as we learn some pretty amazing life lessons. Let's get started. Thank you so much for taking time out of your busy schedule to listen to this show. When you're done listening, I hope you take a minute and write a quick review on whichever radio or podcast platform you've heard this show. Your insights will help others to be inspired and encouraged. Thank you so much for listening to Lifeology. I would love to connect with you. Be sure to follow me on all social media platforms under the name James Miller Lifeology, except for Twitter, which is James M. Lifeology. I am also very active on Instagram and create many videos with quick tips and tools that you can immediately implement. Be sure to say hello and follow me there. Have you ever thought, gosh, I'd love to start my own radio or podcast, but I have no idea how to do it? Or are you a seasoned veteran who wants to level up and improve all aspects of your show? Well, I will be working with a select few to help you either start or polish your show. These are a few topics I will teach you. How to create your brand and how to be specific with your niche and your audience. The types of equipment you should use to help you improve the quality of your audio and your video. I'll teach you how to get your show aired on most podcasting platforms, as well as give you an option to create a video podcast. I'll teach you which recording platforms are best for your needs, as well as teach you the importance of having a show clock. The do's and don'ts of writing your own show notes that will help increase the reach of your audience and generate traffic to your website. I'll also introduce you to some of my contacts and previous guests. I'll also be offering a select few the opportunity to broadcast your show on my platform and have access to my three and a half million listeners. So if you're ready to start or level up your show, then visit www.jamesmillerlifeology.com forward slash work with James and sign up today. It's time, my friend, for you to stand out and share your message with the world. Once again, visit www.jamesmillerlifeology.com forward slash work with James to get started today. My guest today is Leonard Perlmutter, who is the founder of the American Meditation Institute, editor of Transformation, the Journal of Yoga Science as Mind-Body Medicine, originator of National Conscious Month, and his first book, The Heart and Science of Yoga, won six national book awards. A direct disciple of Swami Rama of the Himalayas, Leonard has taught at the MD Anderson Cancer Center, Kaiser Permanente, the New York Times Yoga Forum, U.S. Military Academy at West Point, and his foundation course is certified by the American Medical Association. In today's episode, Leonard and I will speak about his latest best seller, Your Conscious, the key to unlock wisdom and creativity and solve all of life's challenges. Welcome to Lifeology. Oh, it's my pleasure. Thank you very much, James. Uh, it is my pleasure as well. My listeners may not remember this, but probably about three years ago when I first started on radio, you were an amazing guest on my show today, or on my show. And so when your uh, publisher sent me information, I was like, oh my gosh, of course I want you back. So thank you once again for gracing us with your wisdom today. And I know you have so much to teach us. Well, we all have things to learn from each other. <laughs> Yes, we certainly do. How did you become the disciple of this amazing person in the Himalayas? Uh, what was his name? Um, Swami, Swami Rama. How did, you become his, how did you become his disciple? I became his disciple uh, because he asked me uh, to be his disciple. Mm -hmm. He was my teacher, uh, but I had never met him for 13 years. Oh, wow. I read his books. And mm -hmm. uh, what I enjoyed so much about the books was that it was very reminiscent of my experience as a child in scouts. When I was a, a kid growing up uh, in grade school and into high school, I was both a Cub Scout and then I was a Boy Scout. And it was very practical learning. So mm -hmm. when I began reading 
the books by Swami Rama, gee, uh, he sort of seemed like my scoutmaster. Oh, that's neat. And uh, it was very practical advice. And when I was a, a child, I spoke to my scoutmaster because I had a question. Mm-hmm. And the question uh, had to do with the motto of scouts. I don't know if you remember, but the motto of scouting was be prepared. Be so prepared, I asked my yeah. scoutmaster when I was a little kid, be prepared for what? And he looked at me with a quizzical look at the guy <laughs> and he said, how would I know? <laughs> and isn't that's that the truth? You know? That's a good point. Wait one minute. <laughs> That is hysterical. You know, and I, I appreciate you saying that because I've there's one person in particular who I've never met and I one day I will, but I read this, this person's books and I hear this person's messages as well. And it, in fact, I was listening to today at the gym and it really Im- impacts me and it does so much for me and it helps me just really stay focused. So I'm sure there's just my listeners and viewers have someone like that. Obviously, Leonard is one of these amazing people as well that you can listen to or to read his books and you'll get that information. So it's, it's so interesting how life always gives us teachers, always gives us things to learn. And so a teacher doesn't necessarily have to mean it's, you know, the most astute person you ever met. It can be the innocence of a child, you know, the, the lovingness of, of acceptance of a dog is they will say hi to everybody. I mean, whatever it might be, there's always a lesson. And to me, that's one of the biggest things is in every situation I'm in, quote, healthy or unhealthy, I always ask myself, what am I learning about myself right now? Sometimes there's a lot of joy that comes with it. And sometimes there's a lot of chagrin. It's like, oh, I get to learn this lesson again. <laughs> and so that's really something I always do in my own life. And I'm sure with you as well. So, but I wanted to transition. It, go ahead, please. Just parenthetically, there's a, there's a wonderful word that uh, folks should be aware of. And that's eucatastrophe. Yes. Uh, yes. And it, the prefix EU uh, comes from the Greek, which means good. So yes. when it's coupled with catastrophe, it's a good kind yeah. of catastrophe. Yeah, will, like will, might it cause pain? Yes. Uh, might it be unacceptable okay. for the ego? Yes. However, somewhere in that relationship, there is a gift waiting for us. Yes. That's interesting. Yes, I knew that. I knew the Greek prefix of it, the, the you part, but I've never heard it used in the aspect of the you catastrophe. I like that. Thank you for teaching me. That's, that's something really, I, I, that, in, that encompasses the lesson, you know, the, the journey, the struggle, the blessing and the burden is always there. But I, I like that word. It's, it's a, it's very concise. I, I appreciate that. I, I, when we were talking in the pre-call, I, I really enjoy your, your message, your brand, if you will, to, to use modern words, uh, but because it, it says so much, you know, you look at the whole ass, whole aspect of a person, the spirit, mind, and body, the it, ego, super ego, whatever you want to call, call it or whatever people call it. But you do the same thing that I do in a lot of ways when it comes to why do we do what we do and why do we continue to do what we do? And let's find a healthier, more cons- more concise, more uh, specific intention of living life. I think so many times we get lost in the the periphery, or there's so much there's so much that happens in the world that we just forget that life doesn't have to be so complicated. Just slow everything down. And just even listen to you speak, you're very methodical, very thoughtful in what you say, and very intentional. And I think just even you modeling this is great. But I really appreciate all that you continue to do and how you help people really understand the consciousness, the non-conscious mind, the unconscious mind, or whatever people call it, to help them really understand what's, what's a motivation or what's a focus or what's the reason why I'm being or why I'm doing this. I, I wanted to look at your book here. And so my listeners, and my listeners can't see this, but it'll be on my website. So this book here is uh, Your Consciousness. Your Consciousness, The Keys to Unlock Limitless Wisdom and Creativity and Solve All of Life's Challenges. What happened for you that said, I need to write this? What was the motivation for this book to be written? 
Well, I think that the motivation was COVID. Uh, I was in quarantine uh, since March of 2020. <laughs> yes. And uh, I, I uh, uh, missed uh, my students who uh, came for live classes and for counseling. Mm. And uh, I said to myself, well, why am I here? Why am why I am why am I in this quarantine? How can I still be of service? Because service is the bottom line for me in every relationship. Mm-hmm. And so I said, "Is there anything that I can gift my students and the world that will help them deal with this very very challenging karma? This yes. these circumstances that are coming mm-hmm. to us." Because it spills over into so many different aspects of life. And what I came up with was your conscience. Mm -hmm. So that everybody will begin to listen to uh, the advice of Jiminy Cricket. (laughs) (laughs) To let your conscience be your guide. Yes. And then even this this challenging COVID situation, we can, we can walk through mm-hmm. it and benefit and benefit others. Yes. And, and I appreciate that. You know, I was, what I would tell a lot of my, well, I, I still consult with people and what I would tell people is when life happens, you know, life is going to be different. And so every event, if it seems more challenging, think of it like a season. So let's say if people who live up North, uh, when there's, when a blizzard happens, you don't wear the same clothes you wear during the summer. You wear something different. And so the understanding of when life throws throws something at you or something happens, you don't do the same things that you did when life was going well, quote, easy. And so the understanding of how to use your conscience, how to use these opportunities to say, okay, well, if I don't want to, quote, get too cold, I have to do something different. I have to work harder. I have to do something to help myself. And so sometimes that's a time of isolation, literal isolation is when it comes to meditation, to prayer, to spirituality. And other times it's something where you have to be out in public or do the different things. And so the recognition that when life throws something at you, what worked before may not always work. It might, but sometimes you have to do more. And so when you recognize what else can I do, then that gives you the grace you need in that moment to be able to understand that, yes, I'm going to try something new. And that's once again, how self-development happens is because now you recognize this didn't work before something else works. And so I can't, I can't live off of yesterday's strength. I have to do something new today. With the conscious mind, I was reading here that you, you talk about the, the mind itself. And you talk about four different aspects of the mind. Can you walk us through what those four aspects are or function each other? Sure. Uh, the first uh, that we're very, very familiar with is the ego. But it's, it's mm-hmm. not uh, the Western psychological sure. definition of the ego being puffed up and uh, full yeah. of oneself. Ego is anything that separates us from our essential nature, mm-hmm. namely consciousness itself, mm-hmm. at the core of our being. Mm-hmm. And the ego, I always think of the ego as always carrying a a chainsaw on its hip. <laughs> okay. And whenever the ego has a relationship, the ego takes out the chainsaw and cuts it up into half. And one side he said, Oh, the ego would say, Oh, this this is pleasant. This is good. Let's reprise it. Mm-hmm. This is, on the other hand, this is bad. This is unpleasant. Let's avoid it. Mm-hmm. We already know that that which is pleasant isn't always good for us, and Correct. that which is unpleasant isn't always bad for us. And mm-hmm. so, and this goes back to your your 
uh, last uh, comment, which was uh, very, very important. And that is that if we get locked into things that we like, if we only eat food, for example, that we love and do not Mm -hmm. eat food that loves us, then that mental inflexibility is going to cause a physical inflexibility. Because when my outer actions conflict with my inner wisdom, there's a contraction in the mind. And that contraction that's in the mind is echoed within the consciousness of every cell. So instead of having a liver that is relaxed, it is contracted. And a contracted liver cannot serve the entire holistic organism Mm -hmm. to the fullest extent that it has the potential. Yes, exactly. And from a psychological approach, we talk about uh, whatever, whatever you think about, whatever's in your mind determines what you feel, what you feel determines how your body responds. So that's the connection. Once again, from your version and my version, which is the same thing, just different, different words, but it's the same concept. And so that really boils down to when you think of something what do you think of? You know, we were talking about the Jiminy Cricket. That could be like Jiminy Cricket on one side and like a little devil on the other side too. Like in the, in the cartoons, we see that little devil and little angel saying, what's what, you know, so your goal is to find that. So going back to the, to the ego, that's what you're basically saying is what yes. it splits it. One is good, one is bad. And in that you you walk the fine line and you that's determine right. what's, what serves you, what's healthiest for you. So the ego is the first function of the mind. Mm-hmm. Second are the senses. You know, mm-hmm. we extrude our creative energy the creative energy that we need to fulfill the purpose of our lives are habitually extruded through our eyes and our nostrils and our mouth and our ears and our hands and our feet to look and smell and taste and hear and touch something outside of ourselves that we hope will bring us happiness and security yes. and health. And we know that it's, it's fairly easy to squeeze toothpaste out of a tube. But <laughs> Have we ever tried to put it back into the tube? It's very difficult once it's been expended. Mm -hmm. Yes. And so the senses, like the ego, only have limited perspectives. Mm -hmm. They're often wrong, but they're never in doubt. Mm -hmm. Sure. And so they're limited, but sometimes they're correct. Right now, I need a healthy ego to speak to you and and to reach uh, uh, your listeners and viewership. Uh, I need a healthy ego to drive an automobile. Hey, I have a body. I have senses. Life's to be enjoyed. Am I, am, am I to deny myself sense gratification just because I, I seek a spiritualized life? No. So mm-hmm. the ego, the senses, and the third function of the mind is the unconscious. This is the repository to mm-hmm. all our thoughts and our habits, uh, everything we deem essential to self-preservation. So they only have limited perspectives, but sometimes those limited perspectives are correct. How do we know which is which? Because they're so insistent, aren't they? They're Mm -hmm. very powerful. Mm -hmm. That brings us to the fourth function of the mind, which is the conscience, which is very, very interesting and unlike Mm -hmm. the other. Basically, the conscience operates as a mirror, Mm -hmm. and it has the capacity alone to reflect wisdom 
all the way beyond the matrix of this mind-body-sense complex to the center of consciousness, to the super-conscious portion of the mind, the same portion of the mind where Albert Einstein saw mathematical equations, same portion of the mind where Paul McCartney hears beautiful melodies, doesn't mean that you're going to become a physicist, doesn't mean that I'm going to become uh, uh, a songwriter. Mm-hmm. But what it does mean is if we can access the wisdom reflected, this super conscious wisdom reflected by our conscience, we will know when the ego is correct. We will know mm-hmm. when the senses are correct. We will know when the unconscious mind is correct. And we will know what the thought is to think, the word is sure. to speak, and the action is to take that will enable us to fulfill the purpose of our lives without pain, without misery, without bondage. Mm-hmm. So the key, really- the key. Let me just let me just uh, wrap this together here. the The key is to coordinate these four functions because. You see, they're not wrong, but only the conscience has the power to discriminate determine, Mm -hmm. judge, and decide. Every single choice that we have ever made and will ever make as human beings is always made by the conscience. But if we do not coordinate the other functions, their loud, pushy voices overwhelms the reflective capacity that the conscience has to access superconscious wisdom. And so in those cases, the ego will just give a rubber stamp to the ego senses and unconscious minds, limited perspective. A limited perspective. Sometimes that will work, but it's always a gamble. Mm-hmm. I, I love how you, that made so much sense to me and I, and I appreciate your wisdom in that. And I'm sure with my listeners and viewers as well, that makes sense because you know, people talk about many things. We talk about the gut feeling and, you know, that's um, from a biological approach. That's what we call the enteric brain, which is actually a bunch of nerves that's in your belly. And that actually does something so that we can talk about that later. But there have been many times people like, I, I know I shouldn't have dated this person or I know I shouldn't have made this decision. Or, I know I shouldn't have done that. And so that to me, that's what in a very basic way, you're, that goes back to your, your accessing that conscious or the conscience part of your, of, your, of your being, but you're allowing how someone looks or this or that or this to influence it. And so when we make that decision, unfortunately, it, it can turn out to be something unhealthy. I always learned, or I am learning as I'm always learning, but I'm learning that when you hear that, some people call it the still small voice, or whatever, that's quietude, whatever that is within you that it's, if you don't find that stillness, you're not going to hear it and we're going to experience it. And so I find that if you give a, if, if I'm given a, an idea of something, if I don't act on it, there's a, in my opinion, there's like a season of grace or a seri- a seri- season of energy that I've been given to do this. And so if I don't do it, then that voice or that, that wisdom, gets quieter and quieter and quieter. And then pretty soon it's like everything else rides over it. And then I've not lost only that. that stuff. Not only that, James, but every single relationship in the mm. constellation of relationships that you have in that moment, if you don't act on that thought, that desire, that emotion in the appropriate way, the entire constellation of relationships that you have at that moment will suffer. Oh, wow. I really Everything appreciate that. Exactly. Makes it so, yeah, that makes it so much more. Everything uh, is understanding the matrix of that, using that word, it makes sense yes. to me. Yes. Wow. 
That's so that's a responsibility because sure. the universe has chosen me to incubate a specific thought leading to a word and an action that will benefit the whole. Nobody else gets this thought. I'm the only one that can do it, you see. Wow. Wow. And that's a specific thought and design that was given only to you, only to me, only to my listeners. That's, that's, and I, it goes back to, yeah, you said that's a huge responsibility and it's, it's, that's, that's, to me, that's, it's, it's very sacred in a lot of ways to realize that, wow, something greater than myself. So thoughts are our most powerful resource. Mm -hmm. And it's important that we coordinate the functions of the mind so that we don't just follow the limited perspective of the ego senses and unconscious mind, Mm -hmm. but rather listen to the conscience and the superconscious wisdom that the conscience has access to so that we will know how to be of service both to myself and to the world. Mm, That's very powerful. Yeah, that, that is very powerful. And because when you understand that, that's where compassion, that's where gratitude, that's where all these things line up. Because you know, when you have this responsibility, well, then I want to nurture that. You said incubate, that's a great word, incubate that. And then so that would mean that as I'm aware of this, that I'm not going to get caught up in the, the nuances and the craziness, the quote, craziness of the world around us. Because if I'm really focused on that, then more people do that. That changes the concept of humanity. That change that creates, I don't say a movement, but that create it does create a movement. It creates, it changes cultures, it changes minds, it changes how we see each other and the respect that we have. Because if I'm if I have been given this gift, you've been given this gift, everybody's given this gift, why would I denigrate that or why would I minimize that or do something that would consciously or unconsciously to to minimize someone's beauty and gift that they've been given? So our ability to stay calm filled Mm -hmm. with equanimity in Mm -hmm. the midst of the craziness of life is one of the major benefits of meditation. It teaches us to be that clock in the midst of a thunderstorm. Yes. Yes. Agreed. I truly agree with that. I, uh, we only have a couple more minutes here or two more minutes, but I do want to say that when, in the show notes, I'm going to put the original interview we had, um, in the show notes. So my listeners, if you hear this on the radio, just go to jamesmillerlifeology.com. If you watch or hear this on any of the podcasting platforms, uh, you should be able to see the website and the, and the information here in the show notes, and then just click on that. And then I'll link you to the show notes here which all you can hear Leonard's original interview with me when he talks about the, his first book, The Science of Yoga, which is fantastic. I mean, once again, you taught me so much. Unfortunately, our time is up. Um, so if my listeners want to find out more information about you to purchase this book, one more time, uh, Your Conscience, uh, the key to unlock, Your Key to Unlock Limitless Wisdom and Creativity and Solve All of Life's Challenges. Where will they find this information online? Well, you can get it at uh, the website, which is yourconscience.org. And you can find it at every single fine uh, bookseller nationwide, Amazon, Barnes and Noble, wherever fine books are sold. Wonderful. Well, Leonard, thank you so much for being a fantastic guest, Mr. So you're welcome back anytime. Thank you for teaching me so much wisdom. I know you, whatever, what you've taught me today, definitely going to meditate on that afterwards because I really believe that's what I needed to hear today. So thank you so much. My pleasure. God bless you. I also want to thank you, my listener, for tuning in today. Please subscribe to this radio show through whichever portal you join me today. Also, please go to my website where you may sign up for the free weekly recap, 
watch my YouTube episodes, read the articles I've written specifically for you, and purchase my previous guests' self-help products. If you'd like to work with me, be a guest on or advertise on this show, visit jamesmillerlifeology.com. Be sure to follow me on all social media platforms under the name James Miller Lifeology, except for Twitter, which is James M. Lifeology. Once again, thank you so much for your support, and I'll talk to you soon.